Chapter 9 Disappearance SS Sturm Banfuhrer von Braden had been on the run for days now, as the Soviet Red Army's rapid approach to Berlin in the spring of 1945, Colonel von Braden had decided to remove as many prisoners from Ravensbrück as he could in order to avoid leaving live witnesses behind who could testify as to what had occurred in the camp. At the end of March, he ordered all physically capable women to form a column and exit the camp in the direction of northern Mecklenburg, forcing over 24,500 prisoners on a death march. A day or two prior to the Soviet Army liberation of Ravensbrück, Otto von Braden took his staff car and drove from his house on the way to his office at the camp but never arrived. Instead, abandoning his family, he drove towards Berlin. In the trunk of the car was a suitcase containing money and diamonds he had stolen from Jews upon their arrival at Ravensbrück, clothes and the few necessities he would need until he could get out of Germany to start his new life. Astrid would be fine, he told himself. She had the children, and the two of them were all she really cared about. He'd never really loved her anyway. She was too cloying, and while she was still a beautiful woman, he wouldn't miss her petty bourgeois behavior. As he drove away, he thought of the freedom he was about to get. Frankly, he was sick of all the killing, and was ready to start his new life as soon as possible. He whistled as he drove. He knew he was driving towards the enemy, but had a plan that required he mix with the British. He knew he'd have to jettison the car as he got closer to Berlin, but was unsure of when and where. He'd play it by ear, he decided. He'd heard rumours that Adolf Hitler was holed up in the Führerbunker in Berlin. It was April the 28th, 1945. Two days later the Soviet Red Army would liberate Ravensbrück and Adolf Hitler on that very same day would commit suicide. Otto drove his car as far as he dared and then parked in a lay-by, changed out of his uniform and put on a British suit he had purchased in Savile Row when he was studying at Cambridge. He knew Berlin well and waited in a grove of trees at the edge of a field until it was dark and then walked the last five kilometres into a city that had diametrically changed since he had last visited it a year ago. What he saw surprised him beyond belief. Everything was different. The charming, leafy green streets with elegant townhomes were now gone, and in their place were bomb-scarred remains in an almost totally blighted landscape. Otto couldn't believe his eyes. What have we done, he thought to himself. My beautiful Berlin is all but gone. And for the very first time he began to see the error of his ways. Von Braden had been so sure of Adolf Hitler's ideology ever since the first meeting he'd attended with Astrid's brother Jürgen at the beer hall. He'd been sold on the idea that Jews were inferior and needed to be eradicated from society that he lived in. By joining the Nazi party, he was ensuring a guarantee that Germany would eventually become an Aryan race, just as God had ordained. 
he would believe that to his dying day. Otto found himself remembering why he had first decided to become a Nazi and began thinking back to how it had all begun. The Gestapo was the official secret police of Nazi Germany. The party had been created by Hermann Goering in 1933 by combining all the political police agencies of Prussia into one organization. On the 20th of April 1934, oversight of the Gestapo passed to Heinrich Himmler, who was also appointed chief of German police by Hitler in 1936. Instead of being exclusively a Prussian state agency, the Gestapo became national, becoming a national agency. From September 1939, it was administered by the Reich Security Main Office. It became known as Department 4 and was considered a sister organization to the Security Service, or the SD for short. During World War II, the Gestapo played a key role in the Holocaust. After the war ended, the Gestapo was declared a criminal organization by the International Military Tribunal at the Nuremberg Trials. After Hitler became Chancellor of Germany, Hermann Göring, commander of the Luftwaffe and the number two man in the Nazi party, was named Interior Minister of Prussia. This gave Göring command of the largest police force in Germany. Soon afterward, Göring detached the political and intelligence sections from the police and filled their ranks with Nazis. On the 26th of April 1933, Goering merged the two units which subsequently became known as the Gestapo. He originally wanted to name it the Secret Police Office, but the German initials GPA were too similar to those of the Soviet State Political Directorate. Power of the Gestapo included the use of protective custody, a euphemism for the power to imprison people without judicial proceedings. An oddity of the system was that prisoners had to sign their own charging document, an order declaring that they had requested imprisonment out of fear of personal harm. Also, political prisoners in Germany from 1941 simply disappeared while in Gestapo custody. From April 1944, at least 7,000 people were arrested under the Night and Fog Decree. However, the total number of people who disappeared as a result of this decree has never been known. Mm -hmm. 